If you obey a note, you're going to screw up your film. When, when I'm arguing about a note, I'm not rejecting it. I'm trying to process it so that, therefore, it comes out and it's a part of, of the whole storytelling. Art is not about obeying. You know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You, 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 if you find one moment of truth and you create that one moment of truth... That is the barometer you're going forward and backwards from that moment that you that you must use as a guide. Hello, and welcome back to the Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. In this episode, a 1960s gay civil rights activist organizes the March on Washington in director George C. Wolfe's biographical drama, Rustin. The film tells the true story of Bayard Rustin, an advisor to Martin Luther King Jr., who dedicated his life to the quest for racial equality, human rights, and worldwide democracy. However, as an openly gay Black man, he is all but erased from the civil rights movement he helped to build. In addition to Rustin, Wolf's other directorial credits include the feature films You're Not You and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and episodes of the series Great Performances and American Playhouse. He received the DGA Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Movies for Television for his 2006 TV movie Lackawanna Blues, and was nominated in the same category for 2017's The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Following a screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Wolf spoke with director Reynaldo Marcus Green about filming Rustin. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. Well, thank you all for being here. Let's give another round of applause to George. Thank you you very much. Uh, George, I'm sure you're hearing it. What a terrific film. Um, what an important story, uh, one that moved me by the end. It was definitely emotional, captivating. You did so much, so much to talk about here. Um, I'd love to talk about the genesis of the film. How'd you come to it? Why, why this story and what did it mean to you? I, I, I started, I learned about Bayard in college and then I helped to create a museum in Atlanta called the Center for Civil and Human Rights. And that's when I really dug into him. And that's when I really went, oh my, this human being is miraculous and complicated and brilliant and brilliant and brilliant. And then at one point I was talking about doing some kind of documentaries part of something, but it didn't happen. And then Bruce Cohen, who's one of the producers, called me up and, oh, Bruce is out there as a fan. Okay, good. And, um, and, and about if I wanted to get involved, and then he then called uh, Tonya Davis and Higher Ground had just started. And so it, just and and it, initially they wanted me to write and direct, but I was involved in the finishing stages, I think, or something of, with Ma Rainey, and so I couldn't. So that's that's sort of how it came about. It. Well, it's a it's obviously a very ambitious film, and to do a biopic is always tough, right? You get oh, you know, how are you going to do it? How are you going to fit someone's life and and how you did it, how you interweaved it? It almost felt musical in that sense. I'd love to talk. It about was very much yeah. so, though. It's 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 so interesting that you said that because of, it's it's it, it it is a musical composition. You know, it it is very much so that. I mean, it's 
and 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 I remember talking to Branford Marcellus. This is the third time we've collaborated, and I wanted this quartet to this jazz quartet because I thought that would capture instantly '60s New York. And the idea was that the jazz quartet would be playing, and then Bayard or various other actors would be soloist that would be taking solos as the music is weaving us through. And also, I wanted to capture some sense. And music does this really brilliantly. The of the sense of the inevitable, we're either we're headed toward disaster or we're headed toward possibility, because that it was a, it was a very interesting period of time. You know, Brown versus Board of Education in the six years, and the South is going. We don't acknowledge that. That didn't happen. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. And, 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 and the intensity of what was building up and, and, and the dynamics between the various civil rights organizations, you know, some very committed to passive resistance, others questioning its validity about how, you know, how poetic is it and how effective is it to sit at a counter and have somebody do horrible things to you. And, and all of those things were in question. And, 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 and then Bayard, and as, as it talks about in the movie, and, and A. Philip Randolph had almost done it before, but he really wanted to do it this time. And, and so it's, it's, it's it, that, that sense of the world is rapidly changing. Three, you know, come November, Kennedy is no longer president. He's dead. So this, the, the country is just hurling Toward and so the the sense of music helped to help to intensify those stakes in a in a really interesting way and and how how the music and the language and the characters all danced with each other leading toward the hopefully the inevitability of of a, of this crowning moment of possibility for the country. Yeah, and, and it was done so beautifully. I, I, I we have to talk about craft as a as a director. What a phenomenal job you've done on this film. Um, and your performances. I mean, I have to start with Coleman, who is, you know, he's incredible. In Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Um, can you talk a little bit about your rehearsal process? Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big rehearsal guy. I'm a big rehearsal guy. We had two weeks of rehearsal prior to filming. And also, it's, it's really interesting that in some respects, the, re, the process that Coleman and I, I, I evolved started because he was in Ma Rainey as well. So it was a place, and, and, and the rehearsal process is so crucial because actors work very, very differently. And it's the time where you can evolve your very specific language, which each of them, and they can, they can, and, and, and they can share with you their language so that therefore you're, 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 you're building a dialogue that will that will ultimately hopefully lead to trust and in the equation of trust you know I, I I think you can act uh I think you can act many things I don't think you can act vulnerability vulnerability is so you have to create the space where 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 it's where the actors feel safe to 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 show as much vulnerability as they possibly can, and and then all the craft work and the hard work that they have done, putting them together in this sort of you know creative boxing ring where 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 the where the force of of a of an Audrey McDonald or the force of a Jeffrey Wright or the force of a CCH Pounder comes into contact with the force of a Coleman and and vulnerability and and craft and skill and 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 agenda collide with one another and in that collision something surprising and miraculous and unknown happens and i think that's how how 
amazing and startling work happens. So, and you, and so you have to protect that and you have to, and you know, I, you know, and then every day before I shoot, I clear the set of everybody and it's just me and the actors and we play. We play for a finite amount of time, but we play. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, there's so much to love about the film, but I think in particular the scenes that were, you know, you see the mapping, you see the, you know, you see the organizing, you see how he's operating and going in and out of these rooms. And for somebody that didn't grow up in that era, I'm a, you know, a little younger, um, you know, and now, I'm a it's little a older, now it's a tweet. Thank you thank you, you know, very now much. Now it's a tweet. Yes, you know? I'm a little older. Yeah, you know, Just a, a tweet. though. <laughs> but, but talk about those scenes. I mean, they're, they're so alive. They're so rich. Like... Did you crack that in the rehearsal stage? Did that happen on set? How much of that was just being in the room with those actors and 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 those scenes kind of? Well, very much so. It's very much so in the in the in the we in in the rehearsal process because it was it it it's actually it's interesting because one of the things that you know when you, when you have a president who was an organizer producing your movie, he's acutely aware. Of, process, of the process of organizing. And w- one of the things that, you know, and, and one of the things that was, that Bayard was, you know, it's ridiculously brilliant at, that brain, that brain, I, you know, it's that, that moment where he describes, we're going to hand out leaflets that when you go through a toll booth, tell you exactly where you used to need to go. When you hit the, the, that skill set and, and, and thinking about the, the uh the you know the um the the water fountains and 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 the and the health stations and all this sort of stuff and it was just that there was also there was a speech that ended up being cut but he 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 would say to them every night i want you to go home and imagine particularly this was when there was going to be two days imagine from beginning to end those two days and work through in your brain every single moment and, and, and see what detail you are missing. See what thought you haven't thought. And, 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 and he, he was crafting these, these workers and these thinkers. So in many respects, that just became a, a, a roadmap for the process of those scenes. Of, 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 of building this dynamic. And it is one of the places where, where Coleman was really very in, in, incredibly, very helpful. He was also, he and, and, and the woman actress who plays Coretta was really great with, with the kids because that, well, you know, you go in there and do that hazard pay with those little kids, but they, you know, you, you take charge of that. And, and the two of them, because I, I, you know, I wanted it to be so intimate. And as a result of the kids never once looked at the camera. They were only responding to that. But going back to, to the to, to the to, to the team and the planning of it, it was just it, it's it, imbuing them with the responsibility to the rigor of the language was manifesting also the rigor of the investment in the organization as well. So so we spent a lot of time drilling and working and drilling and working. And also they were very young and 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 brilliantly skilled and 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 and, and joyful and 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 really innocent, and it's it's it, and and so they were lovely. They were they were really lovely. They, the whole kids, all they were all were great to work with. Well, e- even from the opening frame, you, you had me. You know, slow motion. You see, I don't even know where I am, and I'm seeing this young woman. You know, and 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 what's happening to her, and then you pull back, and it's just so 
so tastefully done. Can you talk about those scenes, the scenes that we are, we, we know what that abuse looks like. We've seen so many images of them, but I think the way you handled them throughout the film are very, very tasteful. Can you talk about, you know, some of the more extreme versions of, of that? Well, I wanted it to be, it, I, I was, I was, I, I wanted, I wanted those beginning images to be delicate, very delicate and very beautiful and disturbing because they were so delicate. And the Branford had written a piece of music for it that that involved all these trombones, and I went, no, I want, you know, and it just, he, he would write the most perfect piece of music, and I, he would go, this is where that goes, and I go, no, this goes over there. So he, and then, and so that, I wanted it to be so fragile. And that young actress, um, we filmed those scenes very late in the process, and at one point, um, I was I was going to help her and I was talking to her about what she was going to do and the, the ketchup and all this sort of stuff. We're going to make sure she's you're safe. And she says, do what you have to do. We got to get this right. The ferocity. It was just it was she's 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 an extra plus. But she was like, we got to get this right. So do whatever you have to do. I can take it. I mean, it's just like we didn't abuse her. But it was just sort of but but the ferocity, but the heart. I was just dazzled and and we keep on these moments just kept happening where where they brought their talent but there's also there was this heart that was just on display that I didn't necessarily ask for but they came with it so so that was really wonderful so it was it was just wanting to to capture that and then and we filmed this when 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 Bayard is beating being beaten um on, on it and 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 at one point we showed the beating of him and it was like and it's 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 really very interesting because I think there's a there's a potential for we if if we have a pre-programmed response to certain images that we've seen before. So I wanted to try to undermine so that therefore, if you see Bayard being beat, beaten, we 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 know how to we, we know how to witness it without making ourselves vulnerable to the idea of it. So that I thought by showing the people watching, particularly the woman who has said the offensive word very on, and seeing that our our point of fact that this is not this strange person over there who is who is sort of who is violating your sense of safety because of you contributed to another human being being violated and and to try to capture ever so briefly and ever so subtly that brief moment of realization yeah, that was beautiful. You, you know, and just looking at the window, and and, and just so understand there are consequences. I would never forget at one point when I'm I'm from Kentucky, and Louisville was was going through a busing thing, and it was this image that I will never forget. Uh, and 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 all these people were were throwing rocks and pulling people out of cars, and there was this this very this white woman with this very shocked look on her face, and she ran up to a reporter and grabbed the microphone and said, "I hope we're right." And just fled away because you knew there was some insane moment where decency and crazy had a conversation. <laughs> and, and decency started to emerge. But she said, 
okay, but I can't really handle it because I'm in my crazy moment now, but probably I'm going to go home and maybe that decency will emerge. And I remember seeing that as a child and I'm going like, wow, wow. Just, just capturing those, those kinds of moments. Not, not to bring up uh, the Obamas again, but, but what's it like getting a note from Barack? Well, you listen, um, and it's, you know, I, I consider myself, I, I call myself a storyteller more than I call myself anything else, and you also, you really, you know, a, he's a really good writer, and he's a really good storyteller, and so are they, so, so you're getting notes from, you know, you have to erase whatever, whatever, uh, and, and they were smart notes. I didn't do them all, because... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm just that kind of guy. But um, talk talk to me about pushing back. What's that look like? Pushing back? <laughs> yeah. When you didn't do the note, was it like, why didn't you do the note? No, I, no, I don't know. I would no. I I was not scolded, and I was not sent to the principal's <laughs> office as a result of that. No, because if they, you know, and also I, you know, frequently in when you, when when I'm arguing about a note. I'm not rejecting it. I'm trying to process it to see if I can put it in my body so that therefore it comes out and it's a part of, of the whole storytelling. If you obey a note, you're going to screw up your film. If you obey, you can't, art is not about obeying. You know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You, 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 you have to search inside. So, so whatever, if, if, if you find one moment of truth and you create that one moment of truth. That is the barometer you're going forward and backwards from that moment that you, that you must use as a guide in order to, so that therefore, it's, so you're not really obeying your, it's, you're not forcing your will, you're, 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 everybody is responding to this moment of truth and building and going forth from that. And so you find that moment of truth within your own work, within the writing, within the, the direct, within the actors, and frequently say to them, that moment, what this moment that you're doing right now isn't reflective of this moment right here, which is astonishingly perfect and brilliant. And so you, every, everybody's involved in the process of, of extending and expanding that understanding of truth. And also, I, I, have, I, have, I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that an audience can tell when they are in the presence of a truth that was discovered on another project and that's been recycled. And they can tell when they're in the presence of a truth that was discovered just for them. And so that's, 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 that's the goal of, of the rehearsal, of, of the rehearsal, of the discovery process, of, of everybody coming in once again with, with all their skills and their astonishing abilities, but finding those moments that exist between two actors where one, you know, you're, you're in the scene and, and one throws the ball a certain way and it hits the other actor in a certain way. And, and, you, and you see their fragility exposed in how they respond. And I think an audience, when they're in those moments, can lean, leans in and experiences that moment in a very, very, very special way. And that's what you want to try to capture in every single scene, in every single moment. Um, I'd love to talk to just about 
where you feel you are right in the, in the filmmaking process. You've, you've made this movie. It's stunning. It's beautiful. What did you learn about yourself in the process of making this movie, if anything, and moving forward? Like, how do you feel from the last movie you've made to this movie? Oh, how you- oh that's interesting. Um, I, it's, you know, I, it's, it's, it's very interesting because you, 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 you finish a project. I'm I'm convinced that when you, when you, when you finish a project, you, you lose that piece of you that it took (laughs) to make that film. You'll never get it back. You can dis, you can, you can refuel, but, but certain aspects of that you'll never get back. So a lot of times you just go, made it through that one. But this is very interesting. I find myself. I find the presence and the and the it's not the politics it's the, it's it's something deeper than that and the the ferocity of this man's humanity st- haunts me and 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 is following me around and and it's and you know and it's so that therefore it's and I, I, you know that that it's it's you know that it's the, the whole well let's redefine history no let's not redefine history because buried in history are people like him who 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 teach us how to be really responsible you know Americans and adults and, and so we must ferociously ferociously protect our histories because there's so because it's not just the Bayard Russell there's an Ella Baker you know, who should have her own movie or Dr. Anna Arnold Hedgeman, who I never knew anything about and who was part of uh, Mayor Wagner's administration. And, her, and, and when I found that uh, quote of her father asking her every day since she was very young, what have you done to make yourself useful? It's just, you know, so these people, these, these people are, are, are walking embodiments of, of, of the bravery and the and 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 the muscular commitment to decency and democracy that we need right now. So I feel this incredible, you know. So that 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 is that is I, you know I you know I grew up surrounded by people like this, and so it's so it's been so joyful and, and, and emotionally moving for me to rediscover. All, I mean, I knew a lot of, I knew, I knew Ella Baker. I'm, you know, obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with a lot of them, but it's, it's just so nice to feel like I, I hung out with them yeah. and, 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 and I hung out with actors who understood who these people were and brought, you know, and brought that sense of heart and bravery and caring. So I feel we're, you know, the plan is going crazy, but I feel empowered, you know, in some respect. It's such a, you know, I have two sons and I want them to watch this movie now. Wow. And they're nine and five, but I want them to know that there is a way to be an activist somehow. That yeah. They can put themselves in the shoe and I think they can handle this movie in, in, in a lot of ways. And so I, I saw your movie. I, you know, I, I teared up at the end. Um, it, it just it is so powerful. Um, the message today, what it means. And I'd love to talk about that. You know, obviously not every movie has to do yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. You just want it to be a movie. Yeah. You want people yeah. to enjoy it. Exactly. But it is a movie that is important. It is a movie that should get out there. Yeah. Um, 
what can we talk a little bit about some of those messages and what you want people to take away from you know moving forward well i'm i'm it's it's i'm i'm generally obsessed in in you know certain certain themes and i'm 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 going through a period right now where i'm really obsessed with ordinary people doing extraordinary things and and because so because so that therefore you know we understand the perfection of certain monuments you know of you know it's why i i love this i love the opening sequence with martin luther king cuz he betrayed a human being who he was very close to and it's true and that happened and then they made up and then he protected him and honored him at a later point. It's very important that we see our failures so that we know we have an opportunity to do better the next time. You know, we have monuments and we can light them perfectly. That's not interesting to me. What's interesting to me is to see people grow and change and get smarter and get better. And, and so that people, when they see things, they can see their 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 mistakes and their frailty and not judge themselves so severely and see the possibility of becoming a better version of themselves and also understanding in and very much so I'm, I'm very much so invested in the word activism being used a lot i'm much more invest, invested in the verb of activism than the noun the doing of once again, as you talked about the kids, the putting that together. One of one of my favorite scenes in 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 the entire film is after he's been outed and exposed, and he goes and has a confrontation with Martin Luther King. He comes back and he sees those kids working because they know they must, because the, it's it's not it's not about him, it's not about them, it's about it. And that sense of responsibility and, 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 and seeing that and that, and particularly for young audience, seeing that, claim a title, but do the job. Do the job. <laughs> then you, and, and that's all that matters. And, you know, and, and, and don't wear, and, 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 and claim any title you want, but do the job, do the details, do the tedium, do the tedium. And, and commit to the tedium and pick up the trash at the end because there's going to be 250,000 people. So there's going to be trash. So pick it up, you know, and just so do whatever it takes to move the to move the country, the moment forward. And that's that I think is really, really, really deeply important to me, deeply important to me. And I because and I think it's 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 who Bayard was. It's who Bayard was. And I think. It's, uh, he's, you know, we, you know, I wish he was organizing something now, you know what I mean? So, uh, but, but that's sort of, that's, that to me, what I think is, is, it's about, it's about, um, you know, it's, democracy is a muscle and it must be worked daily. It doesn't, it's not going to, it's not just going to maintain, it's not going to just maintain itself. It requires every, every citizen, if you will, to, to make sure that that muscle is working and, and, and challenging moments and challenging times as they were, mm. as, 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 as they were, it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, 
Bayard, there's there were there were at times there were cameras on Bayard when a horrible moment was happening when he was being there were no cameras when when Bayard was being beaten. There are cameras now when people are being beaten, but back then, you know, you know, a lot of those beatings happened with what were happening, and there was silence, and nobody knew it, and nobody, and and nobody saw it. So it's 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 just very very important to to be um, just vigilant, just vigilant, and, and you know that you you saying you wanted your two sons to see it is like that's one of the most astonishing compliments I've ever heard in, in relationship to this film. So thank you for you know, saying I, that. It really is. Like I, I was so moved by the movement, you know, and I wasn't around during the times that those things were happening. And we haven't seen, there haven't been movies, you know, that they can see that they can reflect themselves in that. So um, I'm sure that there's a lot of other folks that feel that way. Uh, but it's also that that that, inter- that thing which he says when he when he's in the office and he sees the hosing of the kids and and he said you know, and and he chooses to see it not them as victims. That, that, you know, you you see that those poor Negroes down south, but the, they've discovered a bravery they never knew they had, and th- that that that's a very buyered like perception. Uh, I just want to give a, a last opportunity to talk about working backwards a little bit, just about working with your crew, um, your you know DP, your production designer, your costume. I mean, so much across the board. Uh, the writers. What's your process like working with your crew members, and you know, for for the filmmakers out there that like to know those. Well, uh, I work with a in the theater. I work with a set designer named Robin Wagner, who said that collaboration is a word that directors invented to make everybody feel good about obeying them. (laughs) So use it. Uh, It's, uh, you know, it's brilliant. It's a a brilliant statement. I'm, 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 I'm very, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, I started out as a set designer. I started out as an actor. Hell no. Um, you know, I so I, I I like to get in there, and 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 I'm firmly I firmly firmly believe that there is no such thing as a neutral choice. It doesn't exist. Every choice you make either contributes to the storytelling or distracts. And and it's actually it's sort of one of one of the wonderful things that I love about working on film is that one's neurosis to get it right is boundless. You know, I remember when I was working on Lackawanna Blues, which is my first movie that, that I did for HBO, and there was this there was this uh, blind musician, and his eyes were like astonished, this astonishing color, and he was talking to this little boy, and there was a glass of um, of iced tea there, and I went. That iced tea is competing with his startling eyes. It needs to be lemonade. And then all of a sudden, he wants lemonade. He wants lemonade. He wants lemonade. He wants lemonade. <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> brought the day and the shot just sort of ever so subtly was better. It was probably a little bit neurotic, but it was visually, it was visually to my eye and to my aesthetic better. So, and, and also, but I also love, collab- I love collaborating with and I love being thrown a thought and an idea and 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 it exploding a hole in the back of my brain so that therefore it opens something else up to me so it's um 
I, you know, it's, it's, it's the second time working with, with, with my DP, uh, my second time working with the production designer. Um, it's, it's, it, we're, we're all in there. We're, we're all in there together, but it's, it's, um, and I, I obsess about, I obsess about every single detail because it's, you know, it's, it's just fun to me. And, 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 you know, I, you know, looking at and fixing the holes in black men's ear, ears because they, everybody had damn earrings at one point in the past 20 years. So, you know, so all those, you know, all those filling in all those holes, I mean, it's just, and painting the, painting the, the, the yellow out and putting in the white on the, on the streets, all, all those. And it was fascinating because we, 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 we shot in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh and, and it's interesting finding that one building or that one street or that one block that could look like Harlem or that could look like the, the building that he was walking past. It looks exactly like the building that Bayard lived in on, on 23rd Street. It's so just finding those details and doing what you need to do. And, and, and Mark Ricker's brilliant at it. So it's, 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 it's I, find, I find all of that joyful and invigorating. I, I want to go back to music in the film. I, I did notice Lenny and his end credit song. Yes. Can we talk a little bit about the music and, and Lenny's uh, contribu- contributions? Well, there's, there's, there's Branford Marcellus, who is just, a, you know, Simon being a brilliant composer, he's a, yes, please, please, this is stunning, uh, who, who in addition to being a brilliant composer is a, is a stunning musicologist. So I will call up, I remember on Ma Rainey at one point I said, there's this character named Levy and he's come up with he th- what he thinks is a new sound. And, and it's so, so what is this new sound? Who, 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 who is making this new Southern jazz sound? And I got off the phone and like two hours later, he sent me like 10 people who were, who were changing the genre at the time back in the, back in the late twenties, early thirties. And so he's got this incredible sense of, of, of space and I and I really wanted to capture that 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 with with Bayard, particularly with Bayard, that the that the, that the music sound was was a future that was coming. It wasn't there yet, but it was on its way. And so he he captured that brilliantly. And also rhythmically, I, I wanted to the music to weave in and out. Uh, particularly in the place where Adam Clayton Powell corners Bayard and brings up Pasadena because Bayard's mouth, he's been running his mouth the entire time. He's been the primary soloist going on with the quartet. And all of a sudden he's not speaking because he's caught. And then you hear all these other voices, Adam's voices driving the scene. And you fear something that's, that's bubbling up inside of MLK and Dr. Anna, Hedgeman is getting ready to explode. So it's it's like the, the the music is there creating a bed that is allowing these new soloists to take over. So so the, the our collaboration was very 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 intense. And then Lenny on the last song, I actually I met Lenny when he was eighteen or or nineteen, and so it it was thrilling that he he joined the project and um, and I think did an incredible job and. It's a phenomenal. They give me the pink slip, so that means it's time. Um, George, congratulations. It's a beautiful film. Another round of applause. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. The Director's Cut is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America.